Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Nigga. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast. Check out the podcast at Always Press DFS. Give a rate and review on iTunes. Subscribe, like on YouTube, all that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at BDNTrick and my co-host, as always, to break down the Masters on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how we doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing good. I'm actually uh, I'm pretty pumped on this. Um, you, you're obviously pumped because you had a big win over the weekend. And um, we have the Masters in play. You're wearing green. Like, everything's in line right now. So I, I, I'm just going to give you the floor because you tweeted it very nicely. But anybody that's listened to the show long enough knows exactly what you were doing. <laughs> well, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, I hate victory lapping. You know, I just. It was well-deserved, though. I deserved it. I deserved it. Well, you know, the one thing about Spieth is, you know, it, it, just, it was coming, man. It was mm-hmm. coming. I don't pretend to be any kind of you know golf savant by any means but uh it was on man it just was trending that way the field was right for him um big week dude big big week he played really well last week yeah i'm mad at myself at least the last couple weeks i've kind of been at least admitted okay he's a good play he's this he's that but then when i built my valero lineups i was kind of more balanced and i avoided the 10k range and yeah like you had hoffman you had dj i mean uh speed you had like there was by the end of the weekend like when thursday you're thinking okay it was smart kind of spreading things out by late Saturday into Sunday, there was a few, you know, lower guys, but for the most part, the big dogs were there. The course history, like, showed up in big form. If like what we talked about oh, last, last Monday, yep. going back and thinking about those course history guys we liked, they crushed it this weekend. Yeah, so I mean, it was like, damn. <laughs> if Hoffman doesn't shoot seventy five on on oh, in, yeah. in his first round, I mean, he had a birdie like two of his last three holes to even shoot seventy five. He was five over through fifteen. Um, then he, he kind of runs away with it, but, uh, but Jordan held on, man. I mean, really three or four solid, really solid rounds heading into this week. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, to be honest with you, I I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mixed. Like I'm happy that he won, but I wish it would have been this next week myself. Oh, could you imagine how Twitter would have exploded if it was this week? Like, holy crap. I mean, it's still possible. Well, the part I'm mad about is, like, I really liked him the last couple weeks, but I was holding off for this week, at least for the one and done. Like, I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm saving him, I'm saving him. Yeah, same. I should have fired him last week. I I I just don't. It's just hindsight. Yeah, lower ownership. It is hindsight. It's always hindsight. But, like, in theory, we should have been, like, lower ownership, should have played him the previous weeks and played someone else and tried to get leverage on the field something. I don't know. But now we're going to play it with everybody else that still has them this week. Right. <laughs> see, see what happens. Probably miss cut incoming. You can thank yeah. all of us for that. Right. Um, but yeah, I know it was awesome. I got to wa- I didn't get to watch any on Sunday. Uh, I got to watch a little bit on Saturday. And he was making shots, man. I was just like, dude, he's so locked in right now. Um, he hit one out of the fairway bunker on like 14 or 15. And he dropped it in like within like 10 feet. I'm like Jesus Christ, man! Yeah. He he just couldn't miss, and he's he said it's come. He's been locked in. His biggest problem's been off the tee, and he was still wonky there. But it's like, you know, I can do it on my home course. I make the joke a lot. If you know where to miss, you can miss. So yeah. like he he seems to have that tendency right now. Well, he's just he's he's scrambling. His, his short game's on point. Um, irons are 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 pretty good. So he'll make this week very interesting. 
yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Um, he's priced accordingly. You know, if it was higher, I wouldn't have argued it because he's actually earned it this time. But uh, in years past, you could have priced him here, and people would have been like, yeah, I'll still play him because it's Jordan Spieth at Augusta. You know, if it wasn't for the water one time, we'd be okay. But um, that's that's the going story there. Before you it, move on real quick, just real quick, just a quick oh, yeah. story about this past week. I, you know, I, I don't, Did you see how low 6-6 was this past week? Um, I believe it was – was it 5? No, right five around 5%. Yeah. You know, I had one. Ooh. Tell yeah. me it cashed, please. It did not. <laughs> I was afraid you were going with that. I was like, no. <laughs> who blew Who blew up the weekend for you? Well, just everybody. Nobody played worth a shit. It was Hideki Scheffler, who barely made the cut. He had like Barty 17 to make the cut. Um, and a bunch of other people who just were not good. And obviously, if you didn't have the chalk of Hoffman mm-hmm. and, and, Spieth. and Spieth, you were in big trouble. So I had several five of sixes that cashed, but yeah. <laughs> one six of six. Isn't that the worst? It's just like what it's I've had weeks for like four or six. Run, man. I've had weeks like four or six to sneak into a min cash, and you're sitting there going, "What happened to these other lines? Like, yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here?" But I felt bad for Dyer in our chat, Dyer work because he was running the Cascades, he was painted for the weather, he was kind of doing his whole deal, uh, doing the waves, and going into like, like part of Saturday, if not Sunday, in the Slack chat, he was looking good. Like maybe not taking it down, but looking good. Yeah. And then all of his guys on Sunday just completely shit the bed. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's the worst. That's the worst, dude. Never Sorry knows. to hear that. Sorry to hear that. But it was fun. It was good. Now we go to the Masters. Yeah. And if you aren't in the Slack chat, it's free. Come join us over there. There's been Dom and Dyer and Kevin and others in there just chomp. They've been doing research for a couple of weeks now. They've been dropping nuggets in there. Um, it's, it's a great place to be. So come join us there. There's other sports, too. But if you're here for golf, come check out the goodies there. Um, it's obviously the Masters. Quite a tradition. Do you have some course history for us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of course history. Obviously, last year it was played in the fall, so I don't, I don't really know how much we're going to really care about this. But uh, Dustin Johnson was your winner, 20 under par, five shots over Sung Jay and Cam Smith. Your 2019 champion was Tiger Woods, uh, his fifth his fifth green jacket, 13 under, one shot over DJ Brooks and, Z- and Xander. Uh, Patrick Reed was the 2018 champion, 15 under, one shot. Over Ricky, uh, Sergio won it in uh, a playoff uh, nine under in 2017 over Justin Rose. Willett won it uh, in 16. It was a, a lot of weather that year and uh, a lot of, well, in particular, a couple of balls in the water for Jordan Spieth. Uh, he wins by three sh- three shots over Spieth and Westwood. Uh, Spieth won in 15. Bubba won in 14. Adam Scott 13. Bubba 12. Uh, Phils won this uh, one. Once three times. Have you heard about Angel Cabrera? Uh, yeah, I've heard about him. Uh, I heard he also. Had, why? What happened? He's in jail. Oh, I didn't hear about that part. Yeah. I thought you were making a joke about no. what the hell did he do? No, the he was Narco, a 2009, season four? 2009 <laughs> champion. He's a runner up in 2013, too. But apparently, I mean, at, at least that's what it says on DK. He's in jail. That he's in jail in Brazil <laughs> waiting to be extradited to uh, Argentina. Apparently, some kind of like domestic thing. I, I don't know that any details, but. Missed that one. You know, it's don't play on Hell. Yeah, please don't play him. Um, wow, that's wild. When we're talking about the Masters, it is an 89 golfer field T50 in ties. So a little different this week. But like as, as many always point out, on paper, there's probably 15 or so guys you can almost cross off. 10 to 15, I'd say. You could probably just cross off right out the gate. You never know. Weird things happen. Bernard Longer makes a run. Uh, Freddie Couples Couple. always shows up. Like there's some dudes that do it, but – there's a good list where you can just kind of be like, no, not happening this week, and narrow things down for you. But uh, T50 and ties, check that out. Obviously, 
you don't need a big course breakdown. It's Augusta National. We've seen it. We've watched it. A, like Amen Corner, all the goodies. Magnolia, Magnolia Lane you see driving in. Uh, it's everything you, you imagine in a golf course. It's beautiful. It's green. Very, very green. Lots of nice flowers. But it's a par 72, 7,435 yards. Plays a lot longer than that, though, because you don't see it on TV, but everybody you've ever talked to that's gone there, I know Jesse's been there um, and others, a lot of elevation changes that you don't see on TV. So it plays longer than you'd think. Um, there's no major rough to worry about, but there are trees. There's the pine straw everybody talks about, but guys can play out of the pine straw. So as long as they're not behind a tree, it's not the end of the world. You obviously want to be in the fairway. That's common sense stuff, but it's not the end of the world. A lot of the holes favor lefties, you know, the, the right to left ball flight. That's a thing you'll hear over and over again. Uh, bombers can do well here if they're not completely just launching at places, but they do have an upper hand here, especially on the par five scoring helps get the Eagles chances and the birdies there, which you want to maximize at this golf course. There are four, over 40 bunkers in play, six water hazards in play, which uh, we've seen many times ask Jordan Spieth about those. That was fun. Um, I still have to jab them every time I can. It's just not going to change. Um, and then the bent grass greens, another thing you're going to hear about a lot, bent grass greens. They're not like their average size, nothing too crazy. Very, very fast. Lots of undulations. That's why you'll hear people complain about, you know, Bryson with his greens book. But then there's the the course history guys that know the greens like the back of their hands. Tigers talked about it. It took like three or four go rounds to be like, okay, now I can trust the greens because they're 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 very tricky. So there's no greens books either. Yeah, yeah, not even. That's why because Bryson complains he can't have a greens book. Right. That's what it is because he can get some pretty much everywhere else. So that's one of the quote unquote upper hands is knowing the greens here. And then I guess the last thing I'll say is a stat you'll hear a lot, and Jesse might like this, is um, when he talks about the stats he's using, is guys that with the approach game, that's like the biggest, most important thing for the winners in recent years. There's many other stats, but what stats are you looking at this week when you're building your DFS lineups? Yeah, I mean, course history, I I, I think, weighs hev- more heavily here than anywhere else. Look at uh, strokes and approach, obviously. Um I'm going to wait that more than anything else. Uh, you know, I, it par is not a terrible score, but obviously you, you do have to get to, you know, maybe just depending on how difficult it plays, you know, it, if it rains, it's going to be easier. Um, if they, you know, don't have a whole heck of a lot of rain and they have the ability to dry uh, things out, it's going to be a lot more difficult. Um, so you may consider, you know, making lineups both ways. If, you know, if you've got a guy that's just really good birdie or better, but terrible bogey avoidance, um, Finau comes to mind, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you may, you may play, you may play it both ways. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. It's waiting a lot of, uh, course history here. I mean, it's just, if you've not been around it, you know, around this golf course, it's, it becomes difficult. You can get yeah. yourself in bad spots. And it makes sense because, A, we have a ton of course history. B, as you hear, debutantes. That's a, like, I just say first-timers, but uh, it's, it's Augusta, so, you know, I we got to be all. I mean, I prefer first-timers. Yeah, I prefer first-timers too, but debutantes, the uh, first-timers at Augusta, most of the time don't fare too well. That's one of those things. They definitely don't win. That, that's, that's a given, but they don't fare too well. Um, you know, they say Sunjay ended well last year and everything. Uh, so many people, and for good reasons, are kind of, 2020 grain of salt type stuff because this course plays so much differently in, yeah. in April than it does in the fall. Like I hate the arguments about giving just uh, uh, Dustin Johnson an asterisk for the win. That to me is BS. No, because not, he still beat a great. That. He built yeah. a, he beat a great field and still a very tough golf course. Like no, but to use the weight equally for like evaluation, probably not. 
Right. So something something to keep in mind on that. I still like Sanjay this week. Not gonna say I don't, but um, don't look at that angle. Um, and then the approach game, some other like kind of not swinging stats, I guess, or you know, actually hitting the golf ball stats. Like top thirty five in the world on approach. I guess his golf ball. They uh, they do pretty well. Like they're they're usually like seventy five percent of the time they make the cut here if they're coming into the tournament swinging it like that. Uh, you usually have to be like I think top twenty or top twenty five in the world to even win this thing in the last like seven or eight years outside of like Danny Willis year. So you got to be playing good golf. That's the bottom line. Like you're you're gonna have some guys play well, but like I love Bobby McIntyre this week. We'll talk about him. I don't think he's gonna win the damn thing, but I like him here. So um, little, little itty bitty things like that. Real quick, FanshareSports.com. Use promo code Always Press to get your twenty five percent off over there. Just a couple things. Last six events on par 72 is over 7,400 yards. Uh, DK scoring. JT leads the way. John Rahm, Morikawa, Cantley, Hovland, McElroy. These players in this field. So the big dogs check the boxes there. Um, if we use DraftKings scoring for this field over the last – from the 2015 to 2019 Masters, so not counting the 2021, but the ones all played in April, the DK scoring leaders, Jordan Spieth, DJ, Finau, McElroy, John Rom. So big dogs, like I said, top guys in the world do well here. Last but not least, bent grass greens. I tried to do on very fast, but I think I broke the system, so that didn't work. Um, last 10 events on bent grass, JT, Cantley, Fino, Reed, Cam Smith. So some names that kind of continually get said in this situation here, you're going to sense a trend. Any final, anything else you want to add before we get into the DraftKings? There you go, man. Let's do it. 10K and above, and, and we'll say it many times, but loaded field, major pricing. There's going to be players everywhere. Yeah. But uh, 10K and above, DJ's 11.5, John Rom 11,000, Bryson 10.8, JT 10.6, Rory 10.2, John Rom 10K, and John, and, I mean, uh, Xander 10K, and John Rom also has the baby swag. It's not on the DK app. It doesn't say like a, there's like a baby emoji next to it, but baby swag for John Rom. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Uh, 10K and above, what do you like in here? I'm just glad that she had the child so that yeah. I don't have to hear about him potentially withdrawing. I mean, sweating it, that the whole time. It'd be really difficult for me to believe he's in the lead Sunday and she goes into labor. I th- personally, I think that they probably induced it. I mean, I don't yeah, know. it's just like Rory had the same thing. Like, I didn't want to say it because people think I'm being, I might be being rude, but when you have the money, you can do these things pretty yeah. easily. <laughs> like you have the money, you have the resources. Be like, right. Hey doc, I know the baby's due this week. I kind of got somewhere I need to be. Can we maybe work this out a little easier and make it easier for all of us? Sounds good. Done. (laughs) So with that being said, uh, I mean, I I expect John Rahm to be popular at 11,000, seventh, ninth, fourth in his last three appearances here. You know, he's been playing well. He doesn't, he doesn't have a win this calendar year, um, but you know, a, a, a pretty steady, Bunch of finishes. Uh, we know if his iron game gets on, uh, you know he he can compete with, or he's better than anybody in the world. So, um, I I love Dustin Johnson. Obviously, defending champion, second the year before that, he's coming in with not great form. But I'd like the way I view DJ is he's like gearing up for, mm-hmm. um, for stuff like this. Uh, kind of like Tiger used to do. You know, I mean, like he's get your reps in. Right. I mean, you know, he's obviously two straight 50th, basically 50th place finish is not great, but before that eighth and first. So it's not like it's terrible in his last four. Doesn't that uh, sound but, like a couple years ago before he went on his run? Didn't he like 
8080 or something. <laughs> yeah, I off. mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was last year. Yeah, before he went I on think. the big runs. Yeah. yeah, he went 8080, and then like a week or two later. <laughs> so I will definitely play Dustin Johnson. Um, I think. I'm just going to go through everybody because there's a That's few up here. They're all, they all have arguments to be made. <laughs> Bryson is a GPP play, in my opinion. Um, there was a, on golf.com, they had a uh, interview with him today, and he seemed more grounded than when he came in here last year talking about par 76s and shit. I mean, I, 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 I don't think that he has the same um, – advantage that he does at like a US Open where he can just hit it in the rough and then wedge it out and you know obviously have a short iron or in his case the same length iron um to, to generate that power. This doesn't matter here because you can hit it in the pine straw. You can hit it in the rough. Rough's not that penal. Um but if it's gonna play, you know, hard and fast, obviously you want somebody who's gonna be able to kind of hit the ball high on approach, um, land it soft and and Bryson can do that. I don't know that I'll play him, but I think he is very much playable this week. JT, expect him to be popular as well. Fourth last year, uh, 12th year before that. Obviously coming off the win at the Players' Championship. So I think he's fine. Rory, his game is awful. Fifth last year, you know, 21st, 5th, 7th in his last four appearances. But, like, he's just not playing great at all. So he's going to be the, low, the probably the lowest owned. Of the guys up here, Xander has a second-place finish here in 2019. Um, I won't be playing him, so he's probably going to win. Coming off a miscut there at the Players' Championship, I just, you know, obviously, if you listen to this podcast enough, you know that if I, if I say play Xander, that it's an automatic do not play Xander. I'm saying I'm not going to play him, therefore you may want to consider it. I don't know. I'm just not on Xander. Um, but DJ and, and, and I think JT are kind of the – the guys I'll target up here. Um, and then again, like if I'm playing a 20 max or I'm entering 150 lineups and whatever, I'm going to have some Bryson. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, you can make arguments for all these guys. For me, like as much as I like DJ, if there's nothing wrong with DJ, I'll take the $600 discount to John Rom. Might be crazy. Might be chalkier for that same reason. That might be the simple logic. But, you know, a ninth and a fourth before 2020, DJ a second and tenth. Like, they're they're elite golfers for a reason. I just think Rom, it feels like in both of those years, he was so, so close. He had, like, one bad little hiccup. And we've seen him just get better and better and better. Like, I like Rom at 11K. Um, JT at 10-6. I've heard his name a lot, which makes me angry because, you know, 22nd, 17th, 12th, even fourth in 2020, if you want to look at that a little bit. And he's just playing great golf. We saw him at the players. When you're looking at approach game, um, the guy can be off the tee very strong. He doesn't have to hit his driver. He can do all kinds of different things with the golf ball. But just his approach into the green, his par five scoring, even birdie or better. Like a guy, if he has a couple of bogeys, we know he can put a couple of birdies together real quickly. So I like a guy like JT a lot at 10-6. It's always the putter with him. So we'll see. But, you know, familiarity with the course, it's showing in his results. Maybe he's getting more and more comfortable with these greens. That's something to definitely uh, to keep in mind. Rory, I'm just going to keep passing on Rory. Like he's going to do it one of these days. I'm just gonna, not going to pay the price. I can go with these other guys. And I love Xander. I do. Uh, second in 2019, he played really good. Just, you know, other guys ran hot. That's just how it goes in 2019. But I, I like Xander quite a bit at 10K, hopefully garnering little ownership in this range. But for me, Rom, uh, JT, and Xander will be the three guys I kind of mix and match around up here. All right, 9K range. Cantlay, 98. Morikawa, 96. Spieth, 94. 
Reed 93, Brooks 92, Fino 91, Web 9000. Who stands out to you here? Uh, I, I got two main guys I'm going to play here. I'm going to start with Spieth, obviously. You know, again, if you listen to the podcast, you know, but just looking at some of his ownership. So back in 2017, he was coming off a second place finish. Uh, he was 11,500 that year, the favorite, 30% owned. Uh, so, and then the next year, 20% owned, the next year, 13% owned, the next year, 6% owned. I've seen so much talk of him being chalk. I don't see him being above, you know, potentially in the 25 to 30% range. Um, I think that'll be lower in single entry. Uh, and, and that's just maybe really talking about the $10, um, Millie. So I'm playing speed. I really don't care if he's a thousand percent off. If everybody's on him, I'm going to play him. And then Brooks at 9,200, this price is way too low. Number one, seventh, second, 11th, 21st, 33rd in his five appearances at the masters. Um, Coming off a uh, wait, let me get rid of that. Come off a second place finish. Uh, wait, yeah, at the Workday Championship, that was the WGC. That was the last. That was the last time he played. Now, with that being said, he had knee surgery two weeks, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he's going to come and play. Uh, the you know, I guess the <laughs> national where where he's going to be walking up and down hills and shit. But you know, I think back to the year that Tony Finau literally like. Almost broke his ankle. <laughs> Curled his ankle. Like, I mean, yeah. the most gruesome curl I've ever seen on a golf course. Um, and he somehow managed a top 10 it. So is it that bad? I don't know. I personally am going to play a lot of Brooks. I think he does carry some risk um, because, you know, what if he goes out and shoots 78? Does he even go out on Friday? He may not. Um, how sharp is he? I have no idea. I think it's worth it. And, you know, I think I think the gamble is worth it just for the, the, uh, the ceiling that he has. Um, and the attitude that he brings, you know, every time he he tees it up. Obviously, Cantlay, Morikawa, Reed, all playable. Uh, Finau, two straight missed cuts, weird. Webb Simpson, plenty of good course history, 10th, 5th, 20th in his last three appearances. But the two guys I'm going to target for sure, Spieth and, and, and Brooks. Yeah, I put this tweet in the Slack chat from Jeff Shackelford. He was interviewing Brooks, or he was a part of the interview for Brooks today. Brooks says he's been working on his best walking lines at Augusta in an, oh, in an interview with Brian Crowell. He said this. He's trying to find the flattest line to walk. Says downhill is when he, his knee hurts. Uphill is not so bad. But he can go pain-free and all out with his swing. No restrictions. So it's well, – I don't know. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. he's, he's going to be luck. good to go. But good luck yeah, not having to walk downhill. I'll just yeah, those that. elevation changes. <laughs> I mean, so right out the gate, a, you're going to walk downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, number so two, you're gonna walk know. downhill. Just don't find don't one of those car paths and fall like Tiger did that one time. Like, just stay away from those. If it gets wet out there, whee. but uh, I'm with you. Like, we know big game 192. If he's healthy, he's probably priced around John Rom between John Rom and JT. I would think maybe a little less than JT. I don't know, but he'd be right up there. I mean, it just yeah, he shouldn't be 33 to one. I mean, I, I saw Mayo tweet that he was 33 to one. He took him at that. I mean, it's that's that's too high to me, but. Yeah, no, that's criminal. That, that just shouldn't be done. So I'm with you there. I think it's it's a very good play. It's very, very risky for those that are risk-averse. Don't go there. But uh, the upside is tremendous with Brooks at 9200 bucks. There's no no hiding that at all. Uh, Spieth, I, I, I agree with what you said there is we've seen it time and time again, week in and week out, not just with Spieth, but it's like this guy's going to be so popular. This guy's going to be so popular. And everyone talks about that. 
then he comes in like half the ownership because no one wants to have the chalk. So maybe Spieth still is chalky coming off the win. It's Augusta. Who knows? But I know in years past I didn't play him because I didn't want to play 30% Spieth, and I felt good about that. But, man, if I can get a 15% of the guy playing the way he is right now and the confidence he has, like the interview I heard him him today said he has not felt this good coming into Augusta since 2017. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, 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 he's also – Way underpriced at this point too, because he's like yeah. the second favorite on the on the betting boards. These prices came out before he won. I still thought he should have been higher right. before Valero. I wonder if he's got to be in the, around Xander, probably if not, maybe a little higher, like maybe I mean, Rory. I, I would, you know, still pay. I, I wish he was ten thousand. It would change know, the ownership, yeah. that's for sure, for sure. So that'd be interesting. Um, outside of those two, like yeah, you mentioned, I think Morikawa is very live here. He got his kind of feet wet last year in twenty twenty. When we talk about iron play, approach game play, one of the best, if not the best, in golf. Him and JT are always like neck and neck there. So like Morikawa at 96. We've seen him in big fields, I guess, WGC Workday, stuff like that, where he kind of gets overlooked, priced up here. He just comes out and throws darts. So I think he's very intriguing at 96. How's the uh, the putter grip going still? Is it still working at WGC level or, you know, the weeks before that level? We don't know. But 9600 bucks, I think that's that's in play. Reed is always in play here. Talking about a guy that can scramble anywhere. If he can just keep it decent off the tee, he's got everything else you need here. Um, you you want to you don't want to have to scramble around the greens because it's nasty. He's very good at it compared to a lot of other golfers. That's how he won the year he won. So if you want to go that route, ninety three dollars for Reed at low ownership, like always, I'm a fan of. And then you said Webb nine K. The course history is phenomenal with Webb. Um, he's you know tenth last year, but fifth, twentieth, sixty second missed cut, but then 29th. So he's the last three years have been really good. The, the years Webb's been good, he's played good. Shocker, but um, I, I'm a big fan of Webb at nine K. Kind of like my thoughts with Xander. I think uh, Webb kind of gets overlooked in this range as well. So a nine thousand dollar Webb at low low ownership sounds pretty good to me. So as you'd expect, lots of options in this range. Eight K range we go. We have. Hatton, 89, Westwood, 88, Victor, Hovland, 87, Sungjae, 86, Berger, 85, Scotty, 84, Matsuyama, 83, Smith, 82, Fitzpatrick, 81, and Fleetwood, 8,000. When I went through the the pricing, the, the ranges we like to talk about, I feel like this, like there's, there's arguments everywhere. Like we said, but I think this is the range that can make or break a, a lineup. Oh, so sure. what do you like in this 8K range? Yeah. Uh, I mean, start with Lee Westwood at 8,800. His course history is, is great. He hasn't missed a cutter since 2012. Uh, he didn't play in 18, uh, yeah, 18 and 19. Um, played last year, finished 38th, has a second place finish back in 16. Coming off a missed cut at the Honda Classic, but before that was, you know, obviously second, back to back second place finishes. Most likely that missed cut was because I won and done them. So just keep that in mind. I, I think he'll be low owned. Um, I think him and Hatton will be low owned. Hatton's not coming in great form. I, I, people love Hovland for whatever reason. I'd rather have Sungjae. I think Sungjae, I don't see him being low-owned either, but I, I I don't mind Sungjae, especially if you're playing cash. I'd have Sungjae in the lineup. Uh, Hideki, man, I think he's interesting this week. So the course history is there too. He's not. He's got one missed cut in 2014. Ever since then, he has finished. Uh, well, he's made the cut. Worst finish was in 2019. We finished 32nd. He had some glimpses at the te- at the uh, Valero Texas Open last week of 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 fixing it. I, I don't know if you saw him or not. I, I was actually paying attention because of that six to six lineup. Obviously, I was hoping that he'd do something, anything, and uh, and did not. He opens you know with a, a five hundred round and was right there, and then backs it up for the next two rounds. But apparently, he's been working on a swing and he's he's taking away the pause up top. 
Uh, so, but he was, you know, he's a gamble. I wouldn't play. I, like, you know, if if he was in better form, he's an automatic cash game play to me. But Cam Smith, second place finish last week or last year, excuse me. Uh, you know, playing really well. I think he's very, very live too. I'll let you see if you want to talk about Fitzpatrick. But the main guys I'm going to be targeting here, assuming I'm in this range, Cam Smith for sure. Uh, I think Hideki's a, 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 a dart for a GPP and then and Sung Jay. Yeah, I think Lee Westwood's interesting because, you know, he had his run and he kind of stumbled. People might have forgot about him. He's very live here. He's got a lot of course history here, playing really good golf. Long courses don't bug him that much anymore. Um, if you want to play the ownership game, I think Westwood at 88 is intriguing in a, in a tournament. I love Sung Jay at 86. Um, iron play approach game. Going to be chalky probably, but Sung Jay at 86. Big, big fan of that. Um, you didn't mention your boy Berger too much there. Are you uh, you not on the Berger train? He looked like he was healthy at the match play. I, I'm not. Um, I just – I don't, I don't know. I've also, I've listened to a lot more stuff this week than I normally do. And I've heard his name been thrown out there. I I just would, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. His stats aren't that great, uh, at least on the model here. So. Yeah. I had Matsuyama down as a GPP play too, because the course is is really high on fan share. On fan share, it's fan share buzz. I got you. Burger. A lot of people talking. A lot of yes. people talking. Um, I think Matsuyama, I'm with you. I think he's a great GPP play. Showed signs of life last week. Even at the match play, showed a little bit of signs of life there. But when you talk course history at Augusta, he's awesome. Like, phenomenal course history. So, I think at $8,300, like, if, if Mats is playing well, he's in the mid to low nines probably. So, I think oh, Mats, Matsuyama at 83 is, is quite intriguing, like you were talking about. Um, Cam Smith, I love. 100% with you there. And Fitzpatrick, I'll be all in on again. Eighty one hundred bucks, just iron play. The guy has uh, the putting. Like if you don't want a guy that can putt well, here's your guy. Yeah, give me all the Fitzpatrick. And if the weather gets nasty, there's chances of rain, maybe some wind. Fitzpatrick like relishes that stuff. So give me Fitz eighty one. I'll be a big fan of that. What about Fleetwood, Jesse? He's uh, looks pretty good the last couple times out, but it's still Tommy. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. Go, going back to <laughs> going back to Hideki real quick. His is in in the last five Masters, obviously that they've that we've had DraftKings since 2016. 8,700 last year, 8,700 the year before that, 8,418, 9,917, 9,116. That's always kind of cheaper than third he'd be. Interesting, yeah. but you know, obviously the form coming in this year is, is not not the yes, best. So it's not great at all. Not great at all. All right, 7K range now. we got Surge at 79, Bubba 78, Casey 77, Scott 76, Jay Day 75, Usti 75, Neiman, Answer 74, Willie Z, Harris English at 73, Rose, Billy Ho at 72, Homa, Wolf 71, Lowry, Perez, Molinari at 7,000. Differentiating lineups time in here. So what do you like in the 7K range? Yeah, start with Sergio at 79. Um Two straight missed cuts here after his win in 2017. So, obviously, not great. The the one year he was hurt, you remember that year, 2018, maybe. Um, he didn't play well. And 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 anyways, come off a top ten at the Players Championship. Um, has several other top tens this year. I'll be playing Sergio. Uh, Paul Casey, 7700. He's chalk every year at the Masters. Let's just check his ownership. <laughs> he's he's always popular. Well, 6% last year uh, made the cut, but the year before that, 14% missed the cut. 
24% in, in 18 and 21% in 17. So he's, he's generally pretty, pretty chalky. Anyways, he's, he's, you know, he, he's got a miscut in 19 and one back in 12. But other than that, three top tens, um, is he's playing really well. Louis stays in. I will always play him at uh, Augusta. He just, he just doesn't hurt his back and withdrawal. So <laughs> this is like one place where you don't have to really worry about him withdrawing. Knock on wood. I'm about to say, I can't wait for Thursday morning now. This is going to be good. <laughs> 23rd last year, 29th, 12th, uh, 41st, 15th, 19th. Just plays well around here. Um, I'll definitely play him. Answer at 74 is playable. 13th here last year. He, uh, he barely made the cut. I, did you play him last week? No, thank goodness. I, I no, no, I did. I did play him. He had a good Sunday. I mean, he was outside the top. He yeah. shot two under on Sunday. He shot three under on Saturday. But he was outside the cut line, and then he made like three, three, three birdies. Yeah, and like in his last four or five holes to get in. So, um, you know, he's playing okay. Twenty third, twenty second, eighteenth in his last three starts. I think he's fine. Should have been, should have been higher two weeks ago, Jesse. What do you mean? Oh, oh, hundred percent. Well, I didn't. That's not even including. That's not uh, including my, include, yeah, okay, gotcha. my play. But yeah, I agree. He should have got out of his. Yeah, I'm still, still bitter on that one. Yeah, it's pretty salty. So Zalatoris, interesting. Um, obviously, first timer. So, what do we do with him? Um, I don't know. I, I really want to play him, but his putting can be just so atrocious. That like, do you want to risk that at Augusta? I think he's worth it if you're playing a, a bunch, a bunch of lineups. If you're going three or five max, I wouldn't touch him. Uh, definitely not touching him in single entry. And you really don't have to go this low in order to make a really solid lineup, in my opinion. And this is not even that low. And there's still playable guys in the six thousand. So that's that's where I'm at. Yeah, it. You don't have to be there for sure. You can go stars and scrubs and be fine. I think Sergio and Casey, you hit on them. They're intriguing. Probably going to make the cut. How far do they go is the question. I'd rather Usti at 75. I had him circled as a just kind of blindly play him, which is a bad idea most of the time in golf. But like you said, this course, his history, he's a guy that usually avoids trouble pretty well. And if you can avoid trouble at Augusta, more often than not, you're going to make the cut because we mentioned how many guys probably aren't going to make the cut to begin with. And then you never know. You can make a run. And it was two, we've seen do that. So I like him at 75. Neiman at 74. Uh, hasn't played here the last couple of years. Missed the cut his first time back in 2018. I think he's playing really good golf. And that approach game makes him a, a, an interesting GPP play for me. Him and answer at that $7,400 range kind of stands out as intriguing. One of the guys I wanted to talk to you about here. And let me pull up his recent form. because I have his course history here. But uh, we really need to touch on this. And he's questionable on DraftKings. Um, he's in the field, but he's got you know the back issue and everything. Justin Rose, who missed the cut at the API, fifty fourth at the workday, second at Saudi. But man, when I looked at all the fan share, I've looked at other you know metrics, just Augusta strokes gain, you know tee to green, all this stuff. He's a top five everywhere. He's seventy two hundred bucks. He's um, you know twenty third here last year, sixty third, twelfth, second, tenth the last five years. It's like, do you trust his health and play him, or you just avoid Justin Rose? Yeah, I, I'm not playing him. I, I won't trust it. Um, I, I mean, I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he's totally fine. I don't see him being that high owned, so fading him is not like, you know, the end of the world if he does do well. Uh, but 
I mean, the price for him is up, is upside potential is there, but just what's been going on with him over the last few, I, I can't deal with it. Yeah, it just I see that price tag. I'm like, hmm, but it's it's a mess with him these days. Uh, Max Home at 71, I think I like a lot. Made his debut in 2020. Didn't play well, missed the cut, but man, he's playing phenomenal golf right now. The big win at Riviera, um, uh, $7,100. Don't mind me some Homa at that price point. And then Vic Perez at 7K is interesting. Not sure I'm going to go there because I've already heard Mayo talk about him a ton, but I liked Vic last year and he finished 46. The guy's playing great golf. He's on with the match play. Chalky Vic Perez does not sound attractive to me, but $7,000 for a guy that I feel pretty good about making the cut, I might just eat the chalk and be different elsewhere. We'll see as Wednesday rolls around, but Homa and Perez round out the 7K for me. Um, 6K range, what are you liking here? Because you mentioned you can make some arguments. Oh, yeah. Corey Connors is going to be chalky, so just yeah. go ahead and consider that. 10th year last year, 46th the year before that. Um, come off a 14th place finish uh, at, at, down in Texas, 7th at the Players' Championship, 3rd at Donald Palmer. So he's, he's playing really well right now, so $6,900. He's going to be higher than what you think. Um, Brian Harmon at 68, man. You know, so 44th here in 2018, he missed the cut in 15. He's basically played, well, not basically, he's played here twice, and those are his finishes. I think he's super interesting uh, just as a low-owned GPP type of guy. Um, you know, third at the at the Players' Championship and has just played really solid. He has one missed cut since basically golf restarted um, – Last year in, in, in July, well, I take that back. He had a bunch of his cuts. But since July of last year, he's missed one cut. I mean, not great finishes, but you're not looking for your 6,800 guy to win the thing. You just really want him to really sneak inside the top 30, uh, top 20 for sure, to like win big GPPs. Um, anyways, I think he's got the upside to that. Kuchar also at 6,800. I, I think he's playable, man. I saw enough last week, uh, the last two weeks or whatever. Um, you know, last week for... For Kucher, all four rounds under par. He's figured it out. Whatever it is, maybe it was the putter. I don't know. Uh, but he's got a good course history here, so I will play uh, Matt Kucher. Munoz at 66. His only, his only start was in 2019 or 2020. I would tread a little bit lightly with him because the the, the, the course is not going to play exactly like it did in 2020 in, the, you know, in November, last November. But with that being said, coming off a ninth place finish. Uh, so I think Munoz is okay. Uh, Ryan Palmer, 65, um, 33rd miscut, 10th miscut in his four starts here. He hasn't played here since 2015, but has made a shit ton of cut, cuts in a row. Got a second place finish, uh, at the farmer's insurance back in 20 or back in January. He's playable. I don't want to click on Kevin Naw. Did you see Kevin Naw and, and Bryson on the, they were playing a practice round together? Just, no, I did. I did not, but I would have loved to have been a, Fly on that wall. Going a little bit off the, the side there. Matt Wallace, dude, at 64. So he played here uh, in 2020, 46, missed the cut in 2019. He, he, you know, he figured something out last week because he was on fire for the first three days. Um, I think he's okay. St- Stu Goat Sink at 61. You in? Yes. Yes, I am. If you if you need a punt, $6,100, make the cut, see what happens. I'll, I mean, I'll got- take the I think the goat at sixty one. They got poor Stu goat down here with all these old guys. Like, yeah, like, it's disrespectful to me. I, I I'd be pissed about Stu goat. Yeah, he should be. Mm-hmm. It's disrespectful, but uh, yeah, no, I saw that price and was like, you know, you, you scroll down to see if there's a little nugget here or there, and I'm just seeing the guys he's around. Like, okay, Michael Thompson, yeah, whatever. But 
Tyler Strafocci, the the amateur, is is more expensive. He's priced with Bernard Longer, Fred Couples, VJ Singh, Mike Ware, and just so on and so forth. It's like, yeah, no, no. He won like in what October at the Safeway, November. Yep. Show, show the man some respect, right? So <laughs> come on. But uh, now now I'll probably miss the cut because I'm all hyped up. But what you can do with him at 61 can afford you some nice fun at the top of the price pricing. Heck yeah. So, um, yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Connor's chalk, uh, I had that written down. But Kucher and Harmon, I like a lot. Kucher, I'm with you 100%. 12th and Falero, phenomenal at the match play. Um, he's played well at this course. We usually talk about him like in the you know high sevens, automatic cash game play. We're getting him at 6800 bucks this week. Like, hoota, that's going to be amazing. Um, Harmon, I like a lot. Uh, we saw him. He played well in the Florida swing. And that match play, he showed me so much. The way he battled back in so many matches, it, it was awesome to see. And you talk about that lefty ball fight at Augusta. He he could play into this course really nicely at sixty eight hundred bucks. So I think he's a very good GPB play as well. Um, Bobby Mack, the dude's a bomber. He's a lefty. He just doesn't care. He's like fearless. That could come to haunt him. But at sixty five hundred bucks, I'll take my chances. He's a first timer, which is scary. But I like him a lot. The part that sucks is I've heard Mayo talk about him a ton, and that's not cool. Because I, I I was talking about this like two weeks ago in the chat when I, I was watching at one event, and I'm like. Yep, circle this for the Masters. Circle, and then, yeah. So we'll see how this goes. And that's going to be fun. He's, he's still not going to be more than 5%. He shouldn't be at 6,500. Yeah, 6, he won't be more than 5%. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you there. But I'm just like, oh, man, I was hoping for like 0.4% or something. But I was probably just, you know, dumb, blind stuff there. Um, Zach Johnson at 63, he has played poor here of late. So maybe stay away. But for his price point, he's actually playing decent golf right now. Maybe he can slide into the cut free as well, 36 a couple years ago. Maybe he finds it. But I'm with you on Stuga. I'm with you on Matt Wallace also. There's definitely guys we can plant our flags on down here, so we'll, we'll recap here shortly. But uh, I, I don't mind the, the 6K range, as you'd expect in this field. 10K and above, who is your number one golfer? It's DJ. It's DJ. Um, I'm going to go with – I was going to say Rom, but I, I, JT, it's, it feels like he's about to make one of those runs again. What we saw a few years ago, like he just figured it out. Um, I'm, I'm going to go JT. But we'll see. Nine um, K range outside of Jordan Spieth. Who's your number one guy? That's fucked up, uh, Brooks. I guess. Because <laughs> well, I'm not going to pick Spieth either. I'll leave him off. Yeah, I'm going to go with Webb Simpson. But I really want to take Taco Tits. Like I'm just, oh, I'd be so good. Eight um, K range for the first time, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Reed for the first time. I forgot the Masters. We have some new listeners this weekend. Right. <laughs> Patrick Reed. Eight um, K range. Give me two. Um. Sung Jay and Cam Smith. I like both of those. I'll go Cam Smith and Fitz Fitzpatrick. That'll be my two. Um, 7K range. Go ahead and give me two. Paul Casey and Louie. I'll go Louie and Max Homa. Max Homa. 6K range. Who's your top punt? Uh, Kucher. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to go Bobby Mack, but we'll see. That's might, might really sting, but we're going to go Bobby Mack. First timer, nothing like picking a first timer. We're not going to play cash this week. You can if you want people because there are 89 golfers, but it's essentially a no-cut event if you really want to break it down. like if, if As long as you're not playing the, the crazy. I, I can't believe you're saying we're going to play cash. This is a great week to play, play cash. Okay, who, who do you want in cash? Who would you start your cash lineup out with, Mr. I don't like to play cash to begin with guy? <laughs> I don't. Uh, Sungjae, Jordan Spieth, and Paul Casey. I mean, it's easy to play cash. The thing is, is like you there will six be six, not cash. <laughs> I mean, there will be potentially. Um, I, I see what you're saying as far as like it's not 
the necessarily the the best tournament. Yeah. The thing is, there will be some a little bit of you know kind of newer money or you know people true. who are kind of casuals or whatever playing. So very true. You know, keep that in mind. Very true. No, you're right. You you brought it back in, so that was smart. <laughs> um, so for cash, let me write this down. I'll go Webb, Sungjae, and Fitzpatrick. I'll start with those three. Um, now, if you're starting a GBP lineup out, what three guys? Um, so I'm going Spieth, Brooks, and then uh, Sergio. I like that Spieth, Brooks. That's a that's tasty. Um, GPP. I'm gonna go Reed, Webb, and ooh, I'm trying to get creative here. And Cam Smith. I'm gonna Cam Smith in there. You notice neither one of us took a 10K guy there, so we're going to put a 10K guy on top of that and then dig into like Stu Goach or something. So you can. Like it's just, it's so, the the pricing is so soft. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely doable. Um, so. All right. Who do you have winning the 2021 Masters? Well, I did have, um, and this is, this is in a text, uh, Gonzaga to win it all. Jordan Spieth to win last week, and then Jordan Spieth to win again this week in a in a parlay. I didn't bet it; I just called oh, it. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, so you have Spieth going back to back? Yeah, oh yeah. He's down to eleven to one though. It's I mean, that's it's, insane. He's the second like, best odds. He's ninety four hundred dollars on DraftKings. I'm with you. So the the one thing, obviously, too, about this is is it it saves some a little bit of cash for you know some live ads. Um, I wouldn't go full bore before because you know if DJ starts slow and. He's eight shots back after Thursday. He might, you might, you might be able to get him a little bit of better price than nine to one that he currently is. But I do think that Brooks on Bovadi's twenty five to one. You know, like I said before, Mayo saw him somewhere at thirty three. Might be on DK Sportsbook. I don't know. Um, I think Brooks is is a bet. Uh, Paul Casey at forty to one potential there. You, you really start to get like when you start getting further down this board. Like, can this guy really win? Like. Can Brian Harmon really win? I don't think so at 100 to 1. I think you're burning money there. Um, it's just, in my opinion, it's not going to be some. I don't know. The, the field is so strong up top. It's hard to see one of these kind of, you know, not elite players. Um, they're all elite players, really, but super elite, I guess is the way to put it, not winning. Well, that's, I mean, that's why I said read earlier. 33. I like that. Like what, what people, what I said earlier is like, I think outside of the Willett year, it's like T30 or ranked 35th in the world or higher. Yeah. They're like the only guys that win. So No, no. Uh, Willett was 12th in the world, apparently. Oh, that's right. But odds-wise, like 100. They had some yeah, he was 100. Odds. He was 100. Yeah, for whatever reason, that, that there was that huge disconnect between – I actually listened to – because Mayo talked about this on his like preview show or whatever. Because they, they all bet him. Like Feinberg bet him yeah. that year. And for whatever reason, he was 12th in the world, but 100 to 1. Jeez, yeah, that's that's some bad booking right there. Um, I think if you're not going to pick a guy to win because you, you need to kind of probably pick the the big dogs. That's just how it's going to go. Like I like to read the the Casey calls stuff like that. You know, I don't even like I like Cam Smith a lot, but seeing him break through here is it's tough to see, but anything's possible. He's forty. I think Fitzpatrick at fifty is about as far as I go. Yeah. I think if, if it's a, a grinding like seven under winner type thing, he's right there. Yeah, we're like Sergio obviously passed winner fifty to one, playing pretty well. Um right there at that same price. So in, in Scott, sixty six to one. I mean, I think the guys that have won in the past, Bubba sixty six to one, are still alive to win. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just hard it's to to get down in like the coot range where you're a hundred to one or you know, 
bet Will Zalatoris first time here, hundred to one. I just don't see that happening. I've heard Francisco's name been called out, one hundred twenty-five yeah. to one. I don't see it happening either. Um, I won't even play him on DraftKings. Nope. So, and I'm usually a big Frank fan, so yeah. not happening this week with Franny. Um, I won't even play Kisner this week. Just not happening. What I do like this week, if you want to play some longer shot guys, play him top twenties. Like get a Homa. He's one hundred to one. Top twenty is probably what twenty to one, twenty five to one, something. Yeah. Uh, you get a Bobby Mack at like by thirty to one. Um, you can get goofy with some of those guys. I like that if you want to play, have some money on those guys. I think you have better chances of hitting that than the winner thing, obviously. So yeah. I go that route. That's me. But before we go, Dom Walt Walton was in the chat with us. Had some nice things. Baby swag rom. Brooks is throwing everyone off the scent. He wants everyone to count it out for motivation, which his brain actually could work that way. Um, and uh, any final thoughts, though, as we wrap it up, Masters, it's going to be – I can't wait. I know you're going to be – you probably took the days off from work. Um, it's like I'm jealous because I can't, but I'll be – and we get the best app in the world. We do get a good app. Apparently, though, this is all going to be on Paramount+. Plus. So I'm interested to see if I have to actually subscribe to that. If I do, I'm going to be kind of pissed trial. off. Uh, maybe potentially. Um, but that's where they'll be streaming like the, uh, the feature groups, the featured holes and all that stuff is on Paramount plus. So the direct TV lost out. Finally, keep that. I don't years. know. I don't know. If the, I don't know if they're still doing it or not. Um, but you know, as far as like it, you know, we've talked about, you've harped on it already. There's going to be a shit ton of guys make the, I mean, there could be 65 guys mm-hmm. make the cut depending on the ties, obviously, you know, so, um, getting, uh, Getting six to six through obviously is something that you're going to have to do, but it's it's a tilting tournament in that if you don't, um, if you get the six six through, like you can like really ruin your weekend if they're not playing well. So with that being said, I think it's still a great weekend to play showdown. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be fun. I, I'll I put probably play it every day. I put a thing in the chat. Rory in like the last four or five majors is like plus twenty five on Thursday. And he's like 40-something under par yeah. the next three days. So just remember that one as well. But, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Jesse's at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at Pediatric. I'm looking forward to the week. Jesse's looking forward to the week. It's one of the best weeks to be a golf fan, let alone a DFS player. Hit us up in the Slack chat. We can have a lot of fun there as well. But uh, until next time, you're always pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Masters. Catch you guys later. Show goes on, 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 on,